Enhancing Children's Developmental Potential In this second of the three podcasts, I'll share some general approaches for promoting children's development. In the following podcast, we'll discuss some activities that are scientifically proven to enhance children's development. Parents do many things for their children. They care for them, protect them from harm, and give them love and affection. Of course, all these are necessary for children to survive and thrive. However, there are two things that some but not all parents do. They notice and respond to their children in a sensitive, responsive way and create a stimulating environment for their learning. And these two have a direct and lasting positive impact on children's development. So in the sense that we are talking about here, parenting is not as natural as it seems. It does not mean that some parents are to be blamed for not doing things in the right way. All it means is that some ways of working with the child are more effective in promoting development. And these ways can be learned and used by all parents for this purpose. Sensitive responsive parenting is a way of working with the child which increases the effectiveness of whatever else is done. Of course, like everything else, this way of working changes as the child grows. And of course, different parents do it differently. But still, there is a common threat to it and it makes a long-lasting and positive impact on children. Let's begin from the beginning. A few weeks after birth, infants attempt to engage and interact with people around them. They look at others and show interest in them. And if others seem friendly, exciting or loving, they make more attempts to connect with them. They send signals of joy, fun or distress and they try to manage the flow and intensity of interaction. When a sensitive parent or carer notices their signals, even when no words are being spoken, they give meaning to those signals and respond to them immediately with warm and loving expressions suitable for the child's age. Their response is also appropriate. They smile, touch or pick up the child depending on what the child is trying to convey. Their way of noticing and responding is called sensitive responsiveness. If you look at it closely, you'll see four things happening. The parent is noticing the child's signal. They are responding in a timely manner soon after receiving the signal. Their response is appropriate to the child's need and age and they are responding with emotional warmth. The child is thus encouraged to make further efforts to interact. It's almost like a to and fro game in which both players constantly respond to what the other one does. But there is a difference between sensitive responsiveness and a game. Unlike in a game, a parent does not just respond to what the child does, but appreciates it and responds in a way that encourages a child to do even better, making this kind of response, which is timely, appropriate, inspiring, and stimulating for the child, is the key here. When parents consistently respond in this way, when it becomes a part of their way of working with the child, children's potential blooms and cognition grows. If, however, Parents do not respond in time or respond in a wrong way or stop responding. The game stops. Children lose interest 
or become upset or anxious and their ability to make sense of their environment and learn from it goes down. If such interactions occur repeatedly, children become uninterested and their potential declines. Let me give you an example of the wrong kind of response that happens quite often. Parents are too keen to point out an error that the child has made and tell them how to do something right. Or they're too eager to tell the child what to do next. They become interfering and directive. And yes, there are times when parents need to be directive. But when a parent becomes directive in most of their interactions, they cease to be sensitive responsive. The child becomes disinterested. Though they may do as told, their learning diminishes. To maintain the right balance, parents need to watch their interactions. If they become directive once, then at least the next four times they need to join in with the child's interests, not be interfering and directive, and become sensitive responsive. Can parents learn to make this kind of response and in this ratio? Yes, the evidence is that if parents are encouraged to notice their child and their own way of responding, the change happens and sensitive responsiveness becomes their way of responding. Some parents react negatively to the child not following something or not understanding something. They become angry, critical or laugh at the child. Such behavior, even if happening for a short time, is damaging to children's development. It ruins the child's relationship with the parent and it takes away their enthusiasm for learning. Creating a stimulating environment means creating various exciting experiences for the child by doing things with them or simply creating opportunities. Creating a stimulating environment does not require purchasing a lot of material. Parents can create a lot of fun material at low cost. Hire, borrow or buy second-hand books and do many fun activities at a low cost. The activities that make an environment stimulating depend on the situation of the family and the child. Sometimes it is a physical game such as running or chasing at other times, doing an outdoor fun activity, sometimes singing or dancing with the child, watching an exciting TV program, at other times, reading an interesting magazine or a book. For many children, exploring nature, animals, trees and stars is interesting. It is not just what is done, but how it is done that matters. The activity has to be made attractive for the child. The parent has to be interested in paying attention to it, exploring it with the child and talking about it, not like a teacher, but as a fun-sharing partner. One of the main requirements for creating a stimulating environment is giving time, putting the mobile phone away and spending time with the child, noticing, responding, encouraging, talking and interacting, praising and rewarding, and all that has to be done not as a burden, but as something to enjoy. Children are pretty clever. They notice if you are pretending or doing it because you think it has to be done. And if you are behaving like a teacher rather than a fun-sharing partner for them, that switches them off. So put the mobile phone away. Bring out your warmth. 
bring out your interest and share it with your child notice their interest become a partner in their interest encourage them and let them lead yes as i said earlier there are moments to direct them and guide them but don't do it more than 10 to 20% of the time let them lead and enjoy the rest of the time in the next podcast i'll talk about some activities that have been proven to enhance development this whole series and the full text of these podcasts is on the website www.enablenet e n a b l e n e t .info stay healthy and take care my best wishes are with you and thank you for listening Thank you.